You're listening to Moms No Expert Podcast. On this podcast, we'll be going on a journey together and learn how to be the best moms we can be. I'm your host, Irmari. Hola, hola. I had the pleasure of interviewing my own sister. I have not talked to her in about 20 plus years, but I had the pleasure of talking to her and we talked about her journey and her sexuality and what she does for leaving, living, what she does, what she loves to do. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And without further ado, here's me interviewing Betty Bondage. Hi. Well, this is my guest today, and she is my older sister, Miss Betty Bond. Why do we have to say older? Oh. Why do we have to say why do we have to say that? So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my younger sister. She's my twin. I'll take it. There you go. <laughs> Fun fact, we haven't seen each other in what? 30 years. I don't know. Not yeah. it hasn't been 30 years, but 22? There you go. That works 22 i think it is i think so yeah 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 it is. that's a long time yeah that's a long sorry i have cats just going insane oh, over there that's a long time i was telling jasmine that it's like i haven't seen her in like a baby yeah because she said by the way that you guys had a good show yeah we did yeah, i so. love i love talking to her every time i'm like i love talking to you it's like we're besties <laughs> she was, she was <laughs> over sweet. there now Huh? No, she lives in Florida, right? New York, Florida. I don't know. I think it's Florida because I think yeah. it's like sunny where she's at when I'm talking to her. And I'm like, it's snow. <laughs> where am I? It's hard to keep track of like, has everybody really traveled a lot? I just got asked recently if I was in Vegas. I'm like, no, but it's because I go to Vegas. Oh, okay. In San Francisco often because I get asked from there and they started to, I'm like, no. Yeah, I always thought that you lived in. I didn't think you live in LA. I thought you lived because I think I, I don't know why I didn't know for the longest time when you lived. Like I knew it was in California, but then I was like, I don't know where it is. I travel back and forth between San Francisco and LA often too. So it's like, it's like everywhere. You know. <laughs> well, I want, she is not a mom, but she is an auntie, obviously. But I, I do want to have her on because I want to talk about sexuality. And I was just telling her off air that I recently talked to my daughter and she was asked by another girl if she would be her girlfriend. And I mean, so it, was, it was super funny because she, so she's like me. She doesn't know how to talk. So she texts me or writes to me. And that's, and I think it's because that's how I communicate. So she learned it from me and whatever at least she communicates um but she was texting me she said mom I need to tell you something and she was like I don't know what to tell her because I'm not gay and from the whole conversation that was what struck me I was like, how do you know <laughs> I'm like no you're not gay um so I just wanted to talk to you and obviously like we've talked about and I've actually this is gonna be I guess my coming out because I've never come out out like people around me know but I've never told anybody i just didn't think i don't feel the need to say i'm gay or i'm bi just like i like who i like and i do what i want what is yeah. it's not your business but i know people love to know like oh are you oh are you bi so here i think it's sort of like a green light like can i can i hit on you yeah. can i talk about you i'll talk to you about gay shit like yeah that makes sense so what when did you know like when did you know that you were uh. a queer woman when did I know? Okay, so like to say when did I solidly know was the first. Now, nah, can't say it was the first time I kissed a girl. The first time I kissed a girl, I 
I'm sorry. I thought she tasted like lettuce, which I wasn't into vegetables at the time. Like the kiss. I was young. I was like 14, maybe. And I was like, oh, is this what it's supposed to be like? Um, And, you know, it was initiated by, obviously, a boyfriend, right? So it was super awkward and it was a really good friend. And I was like, hey, you made me realize how straight I was. Are you ready to go to church? And I went to church. That's how it happened. Um, so I didn't really come out until after I actually like left that school and I ended up at another school and there was, um, this girl that would just like follow me around and was like, you know, wanted to be my friend. And I don't know, I guess like, cause I was new and she was kind of new. So we ended up together. And the first time that I kissed a girl that I was curious about, but like, I actually was like, Oh, I don't know why I actually kind of do want to hang out with this person. Um, and I kissed her. I knew at that moment. I was like, oh, I'm not straight. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Okay. That changes everything. Yeah. But it explained a lot for me. Yeah. You know? Um, so I was 15. Like, I didn't even come out, like, bye. Yeah. I said I'm gay. And then I said bye to make my mom more comfortable. So that worked out. And then it just said when I was like, I'm not bye. And, like, like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's just like, just forget it, you know? Yeah. Um. So at, at that point, I knew, I just, I knew at that point, but when I was younger, I don't, I was like boy crazy. You're supposed to like boys, right? Yeah. So I was like boy crazy and like, it was cool, whatever. Like I didn't think anything of it. Um, <clears throat> I never thought anything bad of gay people. I never thought, I never had any judgments on that. So when I came out and I was gay bashed, I, I was caught off guard because I didn't even know what that was. Like, I didn't even know what that was. My mom's best friend was a gay man. Okay. Like, I didn't know what that was. So for my mom to come at me aggressively about it and for the rest of the world to come at me aggressively about it was weird. But I still knew I was gay, so it didn't change anything. It's funny. So I guess not my coming out, but, like, me realizing who I was has a lot to do with you. And um, if for the listeners, if you've, list, like, heard my my father's episode i mean where i talk about my daddy issues um <laughs> uh not a lot i mean a lot but anyways <laughs> i that's a lot of like when i was growing up so you know like me and my cousin were super close because i didn't have anybody my age to hang out with so we were always super close and we kind of had the same growing up like when it comes to our dads because they were fucking twins but we felt the same way when it came to who we were and our sexuality but she hit everything and you know I'm like allowed and like I just say what I think and I remember I would always remember this I was in a party and I was staring at a girl and Bobby was like tu no puedes ser como tu hermana and then that's why ah. <laughs> and I was like I will never be gay and I was like I cannot like anybody can like I don't like girls I don't and and I the reason I say I'm biased because I do find men attractive, but I also find women attractive. So I'm just like, yeah. I just like who I like. And I, and I think I look, I like more personality because there are a lot of men that I cannot stand. And a lot of women that I cannot stand is just the personality for me. Um, but yeah, that's, that was me. And I hid it for years. Cause I was like, no, why is he like that? Why is he like that? <sighs> Listen, girl, why therapy, is he like that? therapy hasn't even helped. <laughs> You know what? I like don't even want to waste my therapy time on speaking about him. You know what's funny though? Like I'm like, yeah, somebody birthed me. Yeah. You know what's funny? He actually, because he knows like 
you and I talk and he's like, oh, can you give him my number? And I was like, I don't no. want you to ruin what I have going <laughs> on with her, so I'm not going to do it. No, he does that to my mom too. All the like, time. Yeah. I was like, I just don't want to ruin what, what I have going on with her. And I'm like... And I and he approached me. This is a side note from the conversation we're having, but I, he actually yeah. approached me about the whole episode because our younger sister told him because she has a different experience than you and I had, and like, right. and even you and I have a different experience too. Also, right. but she had a dad that was there all the time that fought for her, that was very attentive, that wanted every, you know, like he wanted to be present. Right. I had the dad that was there when he needed to look like he was there type of thing or when right. my grand or when abuelo was like you don't see the imari or whatever like because i wasn't mm. he i was it was so it was to the extreme that jaddy's dad will call me her daughter her his daughter like i would hang out with him all the time so that's that's to the extent so it, i had a very like weird relationship with him and when i was older and I was, you know, expressing myself. I told him, I was like, I don't want you in anything. Cause like, you're not, you know, and that created a lot of stuff. So anyways, Naomi told him like, oh, you know, this episode, whatever, whatever. He was like, he didn't apologize. He was just like, you know, everybody <laughs> takes, <laughs> everybody takes things differently. And I was like, okay. But and my therapist no. was like, listen, growing, my therapist is like, Growing from it is knowing that people will not apologize for what they did to you. And I was like, great, great. It's always some sort of excuse. Yeah. Some reasoning behind it. Like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Fine. Yeah. But it, but if you think about it, that's how hard that his dad is. Like right now, so his dad is right now has cancer in his eye. And I haven't talked to a willow for, for a couple of years because when my uncle, when our uncle was sick, my grandfather was just like well he deserves that type of situation and that yeah and I was very upset because I was like that's the man that showed me what a good dad is regardless yeah. of his flaw so I was like how dare you either of you talk shit about it and I didn't talk to him and I was like okay I'll talk to you but it's still no apology he's such a kind man I understand that he told uh Papi to just pretend I was dead so that was cool oh, so, kind. so <clears throat> kind I mean he seemed really good at doing that yeah. too though, so it's okay you know, the good people, the good people. When grandma died, I was so mad because he was out there with some women. I was like, dude, she just uh, passed away. Like, <laughs> so no. great men in our lives. So now <laughs> I know perfect examples. And perfect it's funny examples. because talking like kind of like swerving back into sexuality, like most of the men that I've dated have a lot of toxicity, like my father, like very like narcissistic and and abusive in like an emotional way and I'm like why am I chasing these people and it's because for so long I was hiding who I was because my father was like don't be like your older sister I was like I know why You're like because he's a fucking dick <laughs> I don't even know why like he wouldn't even know I don't even know why my mom says anything to him you know what I mean like I don't I don't know why she even still talks to him like that know. shit blows my fucking mind it's like you're still gonna talk to that man yeah but she can't get over it. Yeah. That's the kiss that. Like, get over it. No, no, no. Get over it. <clears throat> so, yeah, like, she, um, she's like, you don't care. Like, it doesn't make you sad, like, to just say that, you know? And I said, shit floats to the fucking top. I try to flush that motherfucker every time I think about it. <laughs> you know? I said, it's not that I even, like, I said, it's not that I, I'm not mad, you know? She's like, aren't you? You're angry. I'm like, I'm not mad. I'm not angry. Like, I literally just, literally just don't care. Yeah. 
you know, there isn't anything to repair because there's nothing there. There isn't anything to like, that would be requiring me to develop an entirely new relationship with a man that I don't care about. Exactly. Yeah. That's one thing. Yeah. Like, Unless you're paying me, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, no. And, and that's one thing, like when I was talking to him and he was like, Oh, give her my number. I'm like, no, I'm trying to build a relationship with her because I haven't because of you <laughs> basically. So I want to have a friendship and, and a sisterhood with her and you're going to come in between. And I don't want that. Like I want us to just like blossom our relationship. So yes. no gracias. Yeah. You don't need any amends <laughs> during the pot, especially that one. Exactly. No. Um. So how well you already told me how your family well your mom took it when you came out but well yeah that was that was fun it was like that was not fun fun many years there that's funny so you I think I mean we talked about this and you said that you see yourself with a woman for the rest of your life and that is like what I was like, damn, I never thought about it. Well, like, it's not think- with a woman. I see myself with not a cis man not a for cis the rest man, of my yeah. life. So when I... So, like, that's enough. Yeah, I don't... I don't... I've never thought about that. Because, like, like, that day that we had that conversation and you were like, I see myself with not a cis man, I was like, yeah. I never thought about who I see myself with. I'm like, I feel well, cause I, the same. I think of it in reverse. Like, can I see myself with a cis man? Okay. Like, can I see myself with a man that like, and all those male privilege things that come with him and I have to be part of it, you know what I mean? And then I'm living a heteronormative lifestyle and I'm feeling uncomfortable because these aren't my people, you know? Um, I don't want to go along with that. I'm not here to also have like back and forth discussions with somebody who doesn't have my life experiences like that or can't understand them or aren't around people on a regular basis that they respect that have been through that, you know? And I know that's not... I'm not here for the men to say, like, not all men are like that. Yes, I know. Exactly. Thank you, Einstein. Thank you for mansplaining to me what I was just fucking saying. You know, I do know that it's not every man, you know. But the, already the person who says that I know is the man I don't need to talk to. Yeah. He's problematic because he thinks this is about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're worried I'm talking about you, sit with it. Unpack it. Figure it out. Exactly. You know, but that's, like, that's that's my deal. I'm, like, I find men attractive, right? Like, if I, but being attracted to is different. Yeah. Like, you're attractive. You're attractive. All that's attractive. But, like... <laughs> the rest of it for me like mm. like I don't like I don't want to I, I don't want all that like, like I don't want all like, that like I'm gonna take a shower now like sorry and like uh, you know but like and here's the thing it's like I I'm around men all the time I'm around penises all the oh, time my. literally yesterday just hammered a penis into a two by four with my with my sister in sadism right we need to talk about this because I didn't <laughs> know how you did it this. did it <laughs> I have no problem with it, you know? Like, that's cool. Penises are, I found, I found my use for cis dick, right? Like, that's my use for cis dick. I torture it. They love that. They pay me. I'm happy. They're happy. Memory, right? Like, I'm not here to, like, you know, play with, like, cis men in any other way. (laughs) It's just not for me. Like, it's, you know, and that's, like, I'm not saying, like, you know, fuck straight people or something or fuck people who like cis men it's just like not for me yeah that's i don't see myself with that type of person for the rest of my life but sign no fuck men like i mean <laughs> i'm just <laughs> I'm like eh. like i have men that are friends which i'm sure was gonna be like what like because i'm like this huge like man hater right i have men that are friends and stuff but like i was still that is it like still doesn't mean that anything yeah you know that's like yeah anything for me yeah that makes sense so, so i have a little yeah. bit of a 
So first of all, I just want for the, for the people that don't know, um, what does LBTQIA2S plus? It's getting too long for me, and I get tongue twisted. It is. <laughs> like, where do you want to start? It's like les- I'm trying to remember everything you just said. Like <laughs> the lesbian, gay, trans, queer, intersex, asexual, two spirit, yeah. bisexual. I'm trying to see if I got all the letters that you just said to me. Intersex. Did you say intersex? Did I get all of them? I feel like you did. Yes, intersex. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was like, right. Okay. So then I like I didn't miss any of them. Got it. So I know a lot of people that. So I mean, for what does pansexual mean in your point of view? Because like I've met people that say I'm pan, but I don't think they are. (laughs) But I feel like I don't know. Pansexual is a, a term people can define for themselves in a way. Like, and here's the thing: I could be wrong. I'm an older queer too and I am not perfect and still learning you know learning how to update my vernacular right and my spouse is younger than me so like they tend to be a but like on it more you know so they'll be like no that's that's not what you say anymore like all right got it cool you know (laughs) um so for me I feel like there's like from what I understand from people who identify as pan is that they don't care about any like anything okay. except for like who you are actually as a human being like your gender and everything doesn't matter to them your sexuality doesn't matter to them if you guys mesh you guys mesh and that's all that matters to them Makes sense. I don't want to speak for all pan people because I'm not pan and I identify as pan so that's from the people I've spoken to have is a way that it's been explained to me okay well, that makes sense. That makes sense no, yeah. no, that makes sense. Because I always, I've always been like, I feel like I'm bisexual. And then somebody's like, well, yeah, you might be pan because you don't care about, like, you only care about, like, who the person is. And I'm like, yeah, but I do, I guess, like, in a sense. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm a very, it, I feel like I'm still trying is, to learn who I am when it comes to this. That, yeah. It took me a long time. Like, I've, I've pretty much always been on the just not date cis men train, like, for a long time and I still identified as like a huge lesbian for a long time because I didn't I didn't understand I could identify as anything else you know yeah. and I didn't want to leave some sort of like door open mm-hmm. for cis men to think they can walk through and it was just a very stupid mindset you know like when I was younger and I like, just like so I didn't I didn't understand what this queer thing meant you know I was like I don't this is I'm older, right? Yeah. So like, I was like, this is new. What do you, what do you mean queer? Like, we're all kind of queer, right? Yeah. Like, we're all kind of weird. No, like, it's this term that means this. I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> you know, it took me like, I'm like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. I'm just gay, right? <laughs> um, and I mean, I guess like, you know, you can call yourself whatever you want, you know, like that's, that's personal yeah. for yourself. Um, but it took me a long time to understand that about myself and to understand what that meant for me and to understand how that fits for me and to like actually feel comfortable correcting people because I don't like being called that anymore. Right. Yeah. So like it was a little journey of self-discovery, you know, it took time to get there. That makes- so that's, that's like, for me, I feel like queer is sort of, there's so many like other parts of queer. Right. Yeah. So queer is like a bigger term. Yeah. Than like just, I get it. I get it. I'm, yeah. I'm in that. I'm in that process. Like I'm. I know what I want, in the sense like I want. I just want a partner that loves me for who I am. Like it doesn't matter, you know, who it is, sexual wise. But I'm in that process where I'm like I'm trying to understand myself and know what I really want sexually. Because like you know, I don't know. I feel like 
also when you are growing up with very set rules you t- even if you try like even if you, even if you try be like no I'm not like that like I always say I'm a pro- I'm a proclaimed hoe but then I know that that's something that my whole family looked up down upon because like why are you why are you so sexually fluid like why do you love sex like no that's only for married people you know what I'm saying and why do you love sex yeah. like stop it you know why <laughs> you know why but like why you would you have sex why. with people that you're not married to and all these things and even if and you know, I'm trying to grow and like not let. Don't you test drive the car before you take it off the lot? That's what I said. You gotta try a lot of shoes. <laughs> I said this to my mom one day. I said, "Mommy, you gotta try a lot of shoes before you buy the shoes that you want." She's like, "That's a horrible <laughs> terminology." <laughs> I was like, no, no, that doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> like that, no, don't. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I have a, oh, I have a, like a. I forgot what this is already. Look at me. What am I looking at? Oh, a estimate for LGBTQ identification. And it says that now in 2021, well, 2021, now there's a 7.6 people that identify as one of the lgbtq community and beforehand in 2017 it was just 4.5 and i think that's they need to count those numbers again i feel like that's not right (laughs) and i'm looking at it but there is 87 percent of people that did not answer (laughs) so that makes sense (laughs) i'm sitting there and i was reading the whole article and i'm like what Five as you were saying it, I'm like identify as what how do you mean 7.6 I I need you to I need you to go ahead and count those numbers again (laughs) recount like well that's like you're not getting people but that's what we're talking about that these is this based off the census or something I think so I think so but the whole the thing is like I was talking to my co-host from parents after midnight and we were doing uh like a we were researching stuff and the whole thing was saying that only like point something people identify as like sexually fluid and i was like that's a lie that's a lie i i swear to <laughs> fucking god a that's a lie that's a fucking lie that's like lie. just because they don't tell you they identify that way that does not mean anything exactly so i think like these all these like studies are done by white people and that's why because now you're gonna be really lonely if you're queer right exactly. there's only like seven percent of you out there people out there but then you're like, it's not real but it's so funny so when i was talking to my daughter right about the whole situation i was like so how did this happen like how did she ask you did she approach she's like well she said i'm beautiful and i'm like okay we don't know but what yeah i was like we know but you know what did you say and she was like i just didn't know what to say so i said okay and then i was like well now you have a girlfriend so now you have a story for the rest of your life so now you gotta break yeah. up i was like now you gotta break up with her um and it was oh, funny because i was asking God. her like how do you know right that you don't have that you you know you're not gay and her aunt she like that she grew up with she's it she was in a mayor in a in a gay marriage for like years so that's all she knows she knows what two women loving each other is so i'm like how do you know that that's not what you want and she's like well i just never had a crush on a girl and i'm like okay well then if that's what we're basing it on then you okay there's opportunities because <laughs> i okay myself was, you're young you're young i was like i want you to be gay i don't want you to deal with these men you're like this is <laughs> this is hereditary so like, <laughs> like i don't want you to deal with these men 
we laugh. Me and my mom laugh about the fact that if uh, Poppy's so upset about like me being gay, like it's might be genetic. It might. You might want to think about it. I you might want to think about it. I mean, let him know I said that. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I will. I'll be like, wow. It's a whole. It's a whole different show. It's a whole different show. <laughs> it is. But it's funny when I so. I told my mom the other day, I was like, we're talking about a friend that's um, bi. And I was like, I don't. (laughs) I think my daughter knocked on the door. Sorry. I was like, I don't think that if I ever come in, like, and I say, hey, like, I found a girl that I want to be with. You guys will look at me weird. And she's like, no, I just take it used to. She's like, I'm not going to stop loving you. And she's like, you're going to still be annoying as fuck. And I was like, great, mom. <laughs> I love you too. I love that you know I'll always be annoying. <laughs> well, thank you. And I, and that's what basically what I said to my daughter. I was like, listen, if you don't like her, just let her know, hey, I don't like you. And that's, <laughs> like, maybe not like I that. Was like, don't be, I, yeah, I'm kind of mean. But I was like, I, hey, you think, I don't like you. Well, no, I was just like, don't, you know, let her know, you know, I'm not into girls and I just don't want to hurt your feelings, but I do want to keep your friendship. Cause I think, you know, I was like, you guys are friends, so I don't want you to not be her friend. Right. She's like, okay. And I'm like, but if, if it's too much, just tell her that your mom doesn't want you to date anybody. <laughs> <laughs> just, just oh, throw me down oh, the bus. She's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> No, she did tell her. She was like, "No, you know, I just I don't want to break your break your heart. I just not into girls." And the girl was like, oh, "I just really wanted you to be my girlfriend." And I was like, "Oh, oh my god, how are you guys being girls? Heartbreak! Like, how first heartbreak? Out here breaking hearts at nine? I don't remember breaking hearts. I remember gay bait right there." <laughs> Like, why? So, what is a recommendation that you would tell me? Like, I don't know when she's older, and she does like end up being like, "Hey, mom, I love gay." What do you want? I'm like, I don't know. Be like, I mean, right? Like, I think that like what I'm noticing a lot of right now, and it's happened like maybe two, maybe three times in the last like couple years that I've come across people who do know themselves, identify themselves as um, trans or queer or bias, whatever they are, right? And they they don't have that community though. So they still are, you know, in in an older headspace about it. So like, they're fine with people saying certain things or doing certain things or expecting certain things just because that's all they know as well too. Right, so I've noticed, and even with younger kids, you know, I know a young a young man who doesn't he doesn't have any other trans men in the community around him. You know, he doesn't have those like those other shared lived experiences with community, which I think is really important. Yeah. Right? Because then, you know, you need to grow and stretch and discover things about yourself, especially when you're young. Mm-hmm. You know? And having a support system is really important. A support system that understands you and isn't trying to get what you're going through. But it, go, it goes to those things as well. Mm-hmm. Or change you, know? you. Just be like, oh, okay, I get it. But you could do that. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Or help you out, you know? Like, and I think that's really important, um, no matter in what, you know, section that comes in, right? Like, whether you're coming out gay or whether you're, you know, coming out bi or pan or trans or, you know, anything. And, and actually in any, like, part of life, like, you should kind of have your own community. POCs, people, you need to have your own community. Yeah. Like the people around you that will understand what the things that you're going through or they're like microaggressions you go through. I mean, that's for everybody, right? Yeah. If you don't have that community, you just kind of like, 
think that's just the way things are or have to be. You know? Yeah. So I think that's something that I've noticed. So I would suggest like, there are so many things for queer kids now, like so many things. I wish I had these things when I was younger. It blows my mind. Like I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm like, these kids know themselves so much earlier on. And like, mm-hmm. I even, I, like I would have even known. I didn't even know what that any of that was at like eight years old. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, that was all still, I was still in those girls. I was like, that's gross. Yeah. Like what? So I I think community is important. Like other queer kids, like it's like keeping that that going because I see the future kind of going that way. Like kind of keeping that going, making strong community. Like because going to school, being the only queer kid, you know, or anything is it's lonely. It's hard. Or being the only one that they single out in that way is lonely. When I came out in school, I didn't even want to come out, <laughs> and I was outed. Like I. I didn't have that. I actually had people that came up to me on the side privately to say they thought what we were doing was brave, but because they see how we're treated, seriously, because they see how we're treated, they just can't come out right now. Whoa. And like, then wanted advice for like why their girlfriend's upset or whatever. And I'm like, y'all, like, I don't even know how to out. Like, I'm trying to deal with my own shit. I'm like, like I'm trying to get over even... the sticker shock of what you just said, yeah. too. Like, like come on. Cool. That's insane. Cool. So instead of like having that community, rather just be like, and I get like, I get it. Like that's if you don't ready to come out, but it's like, don't tell me about it. Don't tell me then. Yeah. Don't tell. Like, I'm going through so it and you're out here like, well, you know, yeah. you're going through it. So I'm just going to stay behind. <laughs> I'll just wait until they're done with you. <laughs> yeah. Not having that community. And at that time, like my community was my girlfriend and my mom who didn't want me to be gay, but wanted me to go to church. And, you know, the people that like, agreed with her about that and then like until I met like you know some other people that like they're like it was like more grungy grungy punkerish group you know like where some people were they were bi it's the first time I learned about bi and the first time I heard about like people that date more than one person and you know like that I met other gay girls okay oh there's so many different kinds of gay women like <laughs> you know like my little six-year-old mind was like what is happening <laughs> What is that? Just observing everything. You know, and I knew there was no going back at that yeah. point. I was like, oh, like. You're like, no, nope, we're this stuck. is it. This is it. <laughs> yeah, like, this is it. Like, all the ups and downs that go with it. Like That's funny. This is I it. was, the last time we talked with uh, Safia, I always say her name wrong. Sorry. Safia. Safia. I love you. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the last time we were talking to her, I just put the accent. I don't know. But anyways, the last time we talked to her, she was saying that the re- the way she knew is because she would have, like, girlfriends and like she had like a lot of girlfriends and that's how she knew she went she was uh, poly and it was funny because she was saying that and I was like oh my god Uh, every time I was with my friends I was getting so jealous if they were with their boyfriends I'd be like why are you with him like (laughs) I'm right here I can give you all that but I was just thinking in a friend way and when she was saying that I'm like damn that makes so much sense. I would get so, so much jealous. Sense. I'd be like, but you just left me for that guy. And I'll get so mad. I mean, okay, <laughs> okay. I see that. I could see that. I could see that. Like with friends. Yeah. That's I mean, I shouldn't have known. Yeah. <laughs> like I should have known. So self aware, so self aware. So I would have I would have never. Yeah, no, I'm I would have never. I don't I don't even know how. I don't know how people know so young. Like my like Yaddy knew. Yaddy knew for so long, and she came out to me when I was pregnant because right before I had my daughter, I had a girlfriend. 
which only she knew. And she was like, wait, you have a baby? What's going on? I was like, girl, I don't fucking know what's going on either. And (laughs) something is going on, but I don't know. And she was like, I've been gay. And she lived in Alabama and she did a bunch of shows. I was like, oh, oh, we out here, huh? Well, thank you for telling me. (laughs) I've been being gay. Welcome to the club. Yeah. And but Poppy was very rude about it because she had like gay flags everywhere. So she was like, I'm never going to come out because I don't want anybody to judge me. And I was like, man, man. Damn. So it sucks. And it's it's, it's in the blood to be hated on about it. No, it sucks. So, no, I I actually love that she's that my daughter's like so open to talk to me about anything. Like she tells me every, I feel like she tells me everything. She probably doesn't. But. She, that's the trick she makes you feel like exactly, you know everything yeah but she tells me like when like her feelings which is what's for me what's important is that she tells me I want her to feel that I'm listening and that I'm here for her whenever she feels like hey mom like I'm confused or whatever I'm gonna be like bet I've been there girl let's I don't know what to tell you <laughs> but let's talk about it <laughs> like, I've been there if you want to support mom's no expert podcast simply go to buy me a coffee slash mom's no expert donate one three or five dollars you can also become a member with just five dollars a month and we'll meet monthly also you'll get a shout out here on the podcast and on instagram um so changing gears a little bit was your sexuality and finding who you were was set the door into your job into your passion um okay so that's a layered no (laughs) question (laughs) So, no. Um, I worked in my first dungeon um, when I was 18. Um, I had moved out to Highland Park with my girlfriend when I was 17. And I would say I say loosely with her because the backstory is we both got in trouble for being underage and like two hours away from our house, like toilet paper in a house. You guys were rebels. And the cops came and we got in trouble and her parents kicked her out, oh, right? Okay. So she went to go live with her sister in Highland Park. And when I went to go visit her one time, I know she never came back. Right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of like more stuff that goes behind that. But then she gets to the point of where there was a point where we needed money. And uh, her sister was like, you know, trying to convince her to strip. Like, and that's the way I remember. I'm trying to convince us to do some work, right? Okay. Or convince her. And I was like, yeah, I hope you can. She's like, well, maybe you can. And it didn't work out that way. Um, but we used to go to this club all the time called Dungeon, right? And it was <clears throat> on Las Palmas, I think. Like, there's like, I want to say Bar Sinister is nearby it because I remember that church has always been there. Okay. And I would be that down there. So, like, um, we would always go to that dungeon. And somehow I learned about a dungeon and I got a job there. Back in the look at the back of the newspaper days, oh, right? Yeah. It's like, and I don't know. I have a soft spot for like '90s dirty grit Dom stuff. Like, I just like, ugh, I love it. I love it so much, <laughs> right? Like, I do. Um, so I was in the back of the paper, and it was for a place called oh fuck, what was it called? The Chateau. Oh. The Chateau. Was it Van Nuys that I was at? It was either in Van Nuys, on Van Nuys. It, it, I remember. I remember distinctively it was kind of like industrialish looking, you know, it was like not 
out in the open, basically. Um, and that was my first dungeon. Uh, like, I was not ready for that experience. Uh, I was 18. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I'd been 18 for about two weeks, and I had to be naked, mm. you know? And at the time as it was, you were, you know, naked. Yeah. And I was like, okay, and I was cool, but I just wasn't ready for what came along with that. I had, like, no idea. There was no, like way into it like my first interview I remember somebody came with me because I did not know what this man with the giant bag of stuff came in for really like I didn't know um I mean now that I know I'm just kind of like oh god how stupid right like (laughs) I should have known but I was nervous I didn't I was a bit more innocent than I think people may have thought Mm -hmm. you know I was a girl that actually played with Barbies until I was 15 you know until I was like 14 15 like until I like left Puerto Rico the last time I was there like so probably 14. Like I played, you know, I, I was a pretty good kid until I was probably 15, got my first boyfriend. Like I wasn't in like, I did drugs. So besides, but besides that, I really didn't, you know, I didn't do too much. That's not entirely true. Maybe I also did a lot of shoplifting. <laughs> Wait, what type but of like, drugs I wasn't did like, you do? Oh, so no. that's another, that's <laughs> another episode. Um, Like, I mean, when I say innocent, I mean, like I wasn't. I was just discovering my sexuality, yeah. right? For me, okay? For me, I say that knowing what I know and do now, okay. innocent, right? So maybe I was a little young ho for other people at that time. <laughs> but, like, when it comes into the BDSM world, I did not know. I was very innocent to what the hell was supposed to go on. Yeah. I maybe don't think that maybe I entirely came off that way, maybe. I don't know. It's eyebrows. But, like, I, you know, I wasn't I wasn't ready. I was like, yeah, I've got this. I've got this. Yeah, like, nope. We're good. And I, it was there, it was because there was something I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't do something. Like, I looked really young, but I had a very developed body. Mm-hmm. And it attracted a certain kind of guy that I was not ready to play with. Puerto Rican out here. <laughs> so I was like, uh, you know, I wasn't ready for that. So I, I liked aspects of that. I liked the stuff I seen at the club, which, funny story, is that several of those people that worked at that club and were throwing whips and doing rope on that stage and a couple of people that worked at that dungeon while I was there, actually people I ended up working with at Sanctuary when I started it again. Because oh. when I told them about it, they were like, what do you know? Because nobody would know about that place oh, unless okay. you oh, went there, yeah. right? So like the fact that out of nowhere, I throw up a place that hasn't even been around for a long time. You know what I mean? They're like, what do you know yeah. about that? And they knew... They knew I had been there by what I described. And they're like, who were you? I'm like, I was a revolving door girl. Like, I was there for, like, a month, you know? And, like, the people on the stage ended up becoming people I actually know pretty well now. So, like, it, it's interesting. It's like, it was, eventually I was going to be here. It just wasn't meant for me to do yeah, it then. It was like, it came full circle, like, after it, Yeah, it came back. Yeah. So I did, like, I was an admin professional and, like, doing stuff like that for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and again, I started doing this and it came from a situation, like, to be honest, of needing money. And I was like, hey, like, I did this thing once and I actually think I could probably do that now. Like, I feel ready emotionally to do that. I'm actually kind of curious and that feels like a safe space to do that in. And I was in a wild relationship where, like, I needed to get that money, yeah. right? There's a whole, there's a whole other episode to that. But, like, <laughs> so I got, I, like, uh, I, I went, you know, I said I wanted to start as a novice. They were, like, great. Um, and I started that way, like old school, right? Like I started as a submissive. So like, 
I was a professional submissive for a while. You were submissive. I do not see you. As <laughs> You're like, no. I was the angriest submissive. I was like, I, I, I would very much have to like heightenly soften it up, okay. like on purpose, because like nothing about my face gave off soft and gentle spank me daddy yeah. vibes, right? Oh yeah. So like, and I mean, but like, I guess for like as a pro, like as a pro sub, like you, you do learn those things, right? You do learn what those expectations are and what it is that they want, you know? And I can't say that I've never like been angry and had a friend flog me or something. And I did not understand those things. Okay. Right. And then I was a switch for a while and I totally got that, you know? Um, and then I started doming after that, after being tested out for those skill sets that I should have basic skill sets that I should have. Right. And continuing classes with it. And I, I knew my first month there that that was it. It was like a different, it's a different kind of coming out. Okay. Right. Like I, I didn't expect that feeling. Like I was at this thing called a survivor challenge um, and it's a sanctuary. And I was watching this thing go down and I was watching all these S types, do we call them? Um, have to hold water, a gallon of water, I want to say in their mouth with a string, like with the rope, or whatever. And there was actually a room full of people. It was a really cool thing to see and to see these people that are coming here for a party. But this, it's if the vibe was more serious than like, like uh then we're chugging beer right like they they want to win this competition by showing that they can like do this and that right it was kind of it was really cool energy and it was really interesting and I fell fucking in love <laughs> You're like, and my 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 partner at the time was like you leave leave that stuff at work leave that stuff at um leave that stuff at you know work don't bring it here like, don't think that you're going to be one of those people. Like, don't think that you're going to be like, don't try to be brave because those girls are trying to make you brave and stuff. Mm. And I was like, okay. So I would leave that to work. And that's how I actually started out with like, I didn't really think about a stage name. Right. So I didn't think about going by Betty or anything like, um, Mistress Diane, who is like my Dom mom, she actually helped name me. Okay. So, cause I told her, I'm like, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Like I didn't think anything wrong about using my name. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did end up making sense why they had said why why she had said that um, my partner at the time, but I didn't. To me, it didn't make sense, right? Like, cause I didn't. I already didn't feel shy about. Yeah, it. Yeah, you liked it. You wanted to do it, so why? Right. I already didn't why? feel shy about it, but um, but they did, and then it ended up working out down at the end because now there are certain people that they don't need to know my name. Yeah, exactly. Because it's creepy and weird, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, I think it's. I think it's good. You know, I think that was the good way for me to go about doing it was to start that way instead of it stemming from, for me personally, from a sexual experiences, right? Like neither time did it come from, okay, I did this with a partner. I want to do this for a profession, yeah, you know, or I'm following a, a girlfriend, you know, into a profession or something. It was sort of like my own <clears throat> thing yeah. that I did. And I, I think I appreciate that a little bit more because then it's not attached to some, like there's no like foul fucking memory attached mm-hmm. to this, you know? And I actually have really good memories of my first official dungeon. Cause like I, um, like they saved my life, you know, I was in an extremely violent relationship and they like completely saved my life. So like, I have very fond memories of, uh, what dungeon life was like. I like lived at this dungeon for like six months on and off and like the camaraderie and the sisterhood. And even if you don't get along, you know what I mean? Like you're not gonna let anybody else still fuck with them. Like there was, there was a lot of things that you just weren't things that I had in relationships 
never vanilla. Yeah. <clears throat> you created a family that accepted you for who yeah. you were and what you like to do. Yeah. Right? And I mean, just like family, sometimes you hate that person or sometimes you like don't talk to them for all and you come back to them. Sometimes you're like, maybe I just don't. But like, those, it, you won't ever forget those people. Mm-hmm. Those people still did help create, you know, parts of who you are now and parts of your belief system now, right? So I, you know, I, I liked that. I liked that, that those are my own organic uh, relationships and foundations that I made for myself. Cause oh my god, if it had and I like don't get me wrong, my partner want, tried to like be all up in my fucking business all the time. Like <laughs> I'm not even joking, would try to pimp me out. Like seriously, and like it wasn't Hilarious. for me. Like I don't. That wasn't the end of the sex work I wanted oh, to no. do, right? But wanted to just be like involved, involved was like mixing up things that I, like let me like this is what I wanted to do, oh. right? Trying to like wanted to bargain with people to be their submissive, you know, or whatever. Like, cause they understood that this was a, a job as well. Right. So if I had let that happen, this entire thing was still tainted for me. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's better this way for me. Although there are people who do get into it because their partners are into it or whatnot, Okay. you know, but still always queer. Yeah. I mean, still always queer in it. Look where it got you. You are out here living life. I heard you're like the big boss. I'm like, that's a lot. Like, let me lies. tell you guys, my sister is big no, They're like, Oh my God. That's a fucking lie. You're a liar. Like, we don't even live in the same area. We don't. Like, nobody knows. But but if I go, like, that name is weird. But like, like, who the fuck is that? If that's your sister, whatever. Like, I love her because I love you. Like, that's but like, oh, she's great. I've never seen her in my life. That's great. They look at my. They look at my Instagram. They're like, oh. <laughs> You claim her. Listen, like, I share sharing your Instagram all the time. I'm like, oh my god, look, I'm a sister. And they're like, are you okay? Yeah, like, <laughs> she's my best friend. Regularly cool. unfollows me, <laughs> like, because of some of the stuff I post. So before the uh, Fosta Festa, right, like a couple years ago, I would I had to take down a bunch of stuff. I would post really graphic stuff. I can she'd be like, oh, why do I always have to come <laughs> on your Instagram and then blood comes up or there's a dick or something. <laughs> I'd be watching. I'm like, it's my whole life. Yeah, it's what you do. It's what you like. I'd be watching your stories. Sometimes, I'm like, this is art. Well, sometimes I gotta like tilt my phone because my daughter's looking. I'd be like, Danny, can't look at that. Can't look at that. The Twitter ones are worse because they can keep more up on that. Okay, I, I haven't, I haven't seen Twitter. I need to go follow. You know? Yeah. No, and this is my, this is my Instagram chain. So I hopefully don't get kicked off. Yeah. You're like, I don't. So like, if you go way back there though, because I've tried out. Like, I occasionally I'll just go like so far back and like erase things regularly because I don't even bother saving it anymore because it's like I've had so many posts on there and I'm like like as of now like I'm massively shadow banned still really still like really shadow banned still like I can't figure out what it is I have to erase so many things I'm erasing hashtags all that stuff but like we'll see um somebody suggested taking three like undownloading it and taking three days off of it and then try it again I'm like that's too much (laughs) it is too much when you're like all your promotion, everything is on Instagram. Yeah. I have to be like, okay, what two weeks am I not doing anything that I don't have to like worry about having to promote? Exactly. It? That makes sense. You know? Ugh. So yeah. Well But I mean I mean, I don't mind it. I've been sharing. I was like, Oh my gosh, she's so cool. Cause I can't I hope I couldn't do going on when you're stuff. down here. <laughs> Yes, you can. And when you come down here, you're going to Listen, do it. I <laughs> let me tell you, I am so so okay, so for my birthday, I'm going to Puerto Rico because I want to do that for my birthday too. Oh, uh, yeah. let's go. Well, so everybody wants to come. My mom and my aunt, everybody. So I was like, okay, well, 
let's go to Puerto Rico. But every year, I take a trip with Jaddy, and it's just me and her, and we go wild. We went to Vegas. We almost got kicked out. Like, we just do our thing. You know, we got to go out. So I was like, well, Jaddy. I said, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, ooh. But no, I was talking to Jaddy, and I was like, hey, so Betty said that we could go see her. And she's like, when? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Well, we're gonna, let me figure out dates. And yeah, so I'm like, I'm super excited to go. Pride's a good time. Yeah, Pride's a good time. There's even like a leather tent at Pride. Oh. I love it. So like you can go and see like demos and examples of like kinky oh, shit. Really? But like during that time that you're going to be here, there's so much going on. Like I don't. leather pants. Oh, <laughs> you're going to regret that while it's hot. <laughs> I literally have to like heal. <laughs> like, so 2019, um, I had won a leather title, and so I was in the I was in the parade and with the leather banner people, right? So I was in the parade in that new march this whole time, and I'm wearing like a leather cap, and I'm wearing like a leather like vest, you know, that the down has no arms, and I'm wearing these like cool leather capris that have this weird fucking slit in the back because I got them like they were vintage and they got, or like you know fucking from like Canada. Okay. So my fancy pants, like literally, and like I've got I've got like my boots that my pup just shine. Like yeah, this is great. This is a great look. I look cute, but I also look like I'll like stomp you in the fucking face if you try to get near me. <laughs> Great. Um, and then like, I don't know, roll me down. It was so hot. An hour and I'm like, I think I regret this. <laughs> I think I I think I regret yeah. this. Like I'm sweating, but then the sweat isn't going anywhere. It's absorbed somewhere. <laughs> and I'm upset. And then I'm like, my underwear soaked right now. What is happening? <laughs> And my feet are burning as we're walking. I'm like, I think they're melting. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my feet are melting onto the onto the onto the asphalt. Ouch! And I'm like, am I gonna make it? Like as we're like an hour in, I'm like, I don't know. Should I just like sneak out into the crowd? I can't because I'm holding the banner. Like, <laughs> so I'm stuck. Yeah, no, I'm so I have to just keep smiling, <laughs> which I'm not not happy to be there. But I was I was I I was done after that march. I would I would think it was like two hours I and mean, like whatever because you know you go through the whole thing. Yeah. Maybe more that we were there because we all to start or like we ought to be there earlier. And I'm like, I don't want to hang out now. Like I'm wearing these boots that literally feel like hot metal plates on the bottom of my feet. I didn't oh know. God. I didn't know that would happen because I'd never worn them that long on a hot asphalt. Yeah. Mind I you. would just wear so, the leather for the night. I was crying. Like I was like, oh, take my boot off. <laughs> and I'm like pulling off, and I'm like, oh crap, I can't get out these pants. Have you ever seen that episode of Friends? Yes. <laughs> when <laughs> Ross is like trying to like. Like, that's exactly what, like, because you get hot and it sticks to you, and then you're like, uh, uh, and I was like, oh no, am I gonna be able to get out of these pants? <laughs> I was like, concerned because I've never been in that long either, or sweated that much in them that, like, they stuck to me like that. Oh, I've had it happen with boots, though, a oh. hundred times, and usually I'll wear a leather skirt, so I'm, I don't usually wear leather pants, but I'm looking into a new pair, too. But let me tell you, girl, um, think about that. I'm wearing leather pants for the day. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be, I don't know. Maybe put some tights underneath it. I felt like that would have been a smarter move for me. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> let's get you into some latex. Oh, okay. Yeah. I you like also that. sweat hella in that, but it's cute. But it, yeah. Okay. It's easier to take off. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Much easier. Well, yeah. before I let you go, is there any advice for like any body, I mean, child or adult that's going through like a little bit of like a sexuality muck function that doesn't sound right but like they're trying to figure out their <laughs> life <laughs> I mean I think that the number one thing would be because for me sexuality felt so, so rushed and I mean there's a lot of layers to that you know like trauma essential right 
but like it was still felt so rushed even outside of that so it felt like I had to hurry up and have sex like I had to hurry up and then just to find out like I didn't understand what the big deal was yeah. I ended up having sex all the time because like works with the same person and one other person like all the time you know until like you know I came out but like because I was trying to figure, like, what is wrong? Like, oh, I'm doing it by hopping. I'm like, ah, it's like, not working. what is the thing? Why doesn't it work the way it works when I do it by myself? Like, you know, <laughs> like I couldn't, like, it was so upsetting, yeah. you know? And I think that, like, if, if there's no pressure like that, like, you have more time to discover you. Like, if I wasn't, like, I had no intentions of touching a penis when I was that age. My boyfriend, unfortunately, was much older than me. Okay. He was, like, 21. And I was, like, 15. So, like, I, in my head that wasn't a thing for me, but my friends were rushed mm. in having sex and they would talk about having sex. So you felt pressure. And mind you, I came, I worked, I was living in a very white centric area at the time. And all these kids were the good kids. Mm. I was the one not having sex and scared of penises. <laughs> I was genuinely scared. I was like, Oh my God, it's like hot and it's moving and it's throbbing in my hands. I'm like, ah! like, what I was like, okay, I was 15. Like I, I damn near wanted to cry. Yeah. Right. Like I was like, Oh, that was not what I expected. That was not <laughs> what I expected at all. Yeah. So once that happened, I was like, I just want to get this over with. I dead ass was like, I faked sick. Just wanted to get it over with. I just wanted this pressure to be just like done. Yeah. Right. Cause it happened. And then it was so anti motherfucking climatic. Yeah. I was like, wildly disappointed. I just thought it was me. Cause you're not doing anything different. Yeah. It's me. Something's wrong with me. What's wrong with me? And then the first time that I kissed a girl I was into and it all clicked like fireworks and everything. I was like, oh, it's not me. I'm gay. The problem with that is also too, it's like it never, it, it's never, it was never even because I was gay. It's because it was just fucking rushed. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying like I'm, it's because I'm straight. It's just because it was, it, this was rushed. Yeah. Like I, I wish I'd had more time to discover myself instead of those first times being my memory. And I'm not everybody's first time's great anyways, but like. It didn't have to be this memory of like, ugh, I actually really like regret that more than I feel like I should have because I wish I didn't feel rushed. Yeah. I'd been so good at controlling that pressure until I end up with a, a older boyfriend, you know, with a little bit more pressure. But like, I, I just wish that hadn't been the case because I had already, you know, I've been friendly, like, you know, and I have friends and I just feel like I would have came to this conclusion on my yeah. own, you know, but like, it's still rushed, gay or not, right? Like, it's still rushed. And I think if you're, discovering yourself and discovering your sexuality and your sexual identity and your gender identity and stuff. It's, there's so many things that not that it wasn't like you weren't allowed to do before, but there's so many things that there's freedom to do that. And there's resources to help you and groups and people and community <clears throat> that you should maybe take a little bit more time. Like don't feel rushed basically. Yeah. Like not saying don't do what you want to do with your body. It's your body, but I'm saying like, don't feel pressured or rushed like I know it sounds so different when you're young because you feel like everything has to be now and like, the world's gonna end. you feel invincible but still like you have to do it now mm -hmm. it's you know it doesn't make any sense but there it really isn't a rush for that you know there there isn't it's not gonna be any better any worse like five years from now or a year from now like if you feel like you're just kind of trying things out and checking things out you don't have to commit to anything ever a person or a sex act or the fact that you said yes and now want to say no. Like, but that's really important. And consent. Like, oh take a class yes. on consent. Oh my God, please. Just so it's not your mom or your parent or teacher teaching to you that you're just like, eh. Like, take a fucking class on it. Safia, 
has a great class recorded for on consent. Ooh. It's great. Oh, I might I wanna have and her for to talk about sex. Like Yeah. I, she and she will talk to you about it like like you're in a school for adults, but like it's very still along those lines that like it's it's cute and palatable, yeah. right? Like it is it's really great. You should check out some of her rules. She's excellent at that. And like, you know, it's, 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 there's no pressure and you'll understand also too, if you understand, you take a class on consent and you understand how that goes, you understand how that goes back and forth. So you'll know when somebody's violating your boundaries too. And so coming back and feeling weird because that's another thing that isn't talked about. And that's with any gender, Mm -hmm. you know, that's with any situation, any dynamic, like people violate people and sometimes they don't even know they're violating people or the person doesn't know they're being violated, but they feel fucking weird, but think they have to do this thing. Yeah. You know, so like knowledge is power, right? Like if you are aware, you can make better choices or maybe like not find yourself in certain situations that you don't want to be in because you're feeling rushed and you don't know how to say yes or no or how to know when your boundaries are being violated, which will help with not feeling rushed, right? Like it works in conjunction. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably the bigger point that would stop a lot of things (laughs) in the future, right? Like prevent, preventative measures. Exactly. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me, letting me rant. Yes, no, I love it. Well, have a good day. Yeah, I can't wait to see you. I'm going to get some things lined up, some outfits maybe. I'm going to cry. Oh, we're going to dress the same? Oh, my God. I'm going to put you in some corsets and some boots and some lace. Okay. It's going to be great. Yeah, okay. I'll do whatever you want. I'm just out here like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, don't talk to her. That's my sister. Don't yeah. talk to her. Like, don't don't, don't talk her. to her. I told you, that's my sister. No, I took my other little sister to um, a performance I was doing once at a dungeon. She, you know, I told everybody not to fucking talk to her because that's my sister. <laughs> like, oh. I told them all, I'm like, I will hunt you down and I will fucking kill you. With my baby. I will hit hands. you so far, your ancestors will feel it. <laughs> like, don't. Don't touch my sister. And we touched her. That's so funny. Good. I like yeah. that. I like that. Protective. <laughs> Mama bear yeah. out here. 100%. <laughs> Nobody's going to hurt you or touch you or do anything unconventional to you without knowing that I'm going to get them. Thank you for joining me this week on Mom's No Expert Podcast. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Mom's No Expert Podcast and share this show with your friends. Don't forget to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode.